0: You're listening to the Voice of the Future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader, and here's your host, GOP Josh. The Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. That was the sound on Friday morning outside of the Supreme Court of the United States when the Students for Life presidents over the intercom they had set up announced that Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, two radical unconstitutional decisions were overturned. These two radical overreach legislative from the bench decisions were overturned, and abortion is sent back to the states. Life won in America. Life won when the Supreme Court, as they did on Friday, announced that abortion is a state's issue as it should have been to begin with. Life wins. Thanks to the six Supreme Court justices that decided to overturn the stay on the Mississippi abortion law, which was 15 weeks. The five justices that decided to completely overturn Roe v. Wade all the way from the top. President Trump for appointing three conservative pro-life justices to the Supreme Court. And obviously God had some say in it as well. But I want to go back for a moment and and mention President Trump again because the people on the right, the National Review, the um Daily Wire, the people on the right that are saying, you know, you know, we 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 uh we we shouldn't support Trump. He's gonna be the most anti life president in American history, he's gonna be the most pro-gay marriage president in American history, he's gonna be the the most radical left Republican in American history, we shouldn't support him. Don't they feel stupid now? Because if it wasn't for President Trump's Supreme Court appointments, if it wasn't for President Trump standing up for life when it came to his appointments to the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade would still be the law of the land. But we are waking up today as everyone goes off to their jobs, their life, their church, whatever else, they are waking up in a post row America. And every baby born today will be born without the vicious murder of children in many of the states. Thanks to the Supreme Court of the United States. Throwing out the radical decision that was Roe v. Wade. Before I move any further, I want to say for those listening live, the Supreme Court sides with a high. Or this is actually an important case overall. The Supreme Court sides with a high school football coach in a First Amendment case about prayer at the 50-yard line in a 6-3 ideological ruling, uh, ideological line ruling. The Supreme Court says the public school district violated the coach's free speech and free exercise rights when it barred him from praying on the field after games. So what happened was a school told a coach that he could not pray on the sideline or on the 50-yard line, I'm sorry, after a football game. Everyone was gone. It was teacher-free time. It was the the students were free. There wasn't a restriction saying that there were only certain things teachers could do. But he wasn't allowed to pray on the 50-yard line. Uh, The Supreme Court overruled that decision. And uh, Kennedy is his name. I'm not sure exactly his full name. I know he's a coach. He's a teacher. But I applaud him for standing up for his religious rights and praying on the 50-yard line, even when he is shunned not to by the mainstream. So I want to get back to abortion really quick, and I want to give you the name of states that are protecting life. We're going to go from west to east on the map. Idaho, Utah, Arizona, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Wisconsin, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Michigan, and if I didn't already say it, Wisconsin. Life that is protected at the heartbeat is Iowa, Ohio, Georgia, and South Carolina. And any state not mentioned does not protect life at any state in the pregnancy. So if you live in any state that I didn't mention, maybe Pennsylvania, New York, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, with Ron DeSantis, Maine, Oregon, Nevada, Arkansas, or I'm sorry, Alaska, California. Maybe, if you live in any of those states, Minnesota, Indiana, you should be calling your governor, you should be calling your state legislature and saying we need to propose legislation like in Texas, like in Oklahoma, like in South Dakota, like in Alabama, banning abortion completely. Life is an issue we cannot waver on. And and the fact that Republican states like Indiana, like Florida, like Virginia now with with Governor Youngkin, have no sort of abortion ban, it's just wrong. And the fact that Ohio, with supposedly Republican Governor Mike DeWine, and our Republican General Assembly in a supermajority, have not completely banned abortion, Is just wrong. Life won at the Supreme Court on a national level. Now it's up for the states and the citizens to tell their states to do the right thing and to protect life at every level on the state on the state side. Mentioning the Ohio governor, I do want to mention Neil Peterson. I went to a, a great Neil Peterson event over the weekend in Troy, Ohio. It was a great event. Some family, the Irwin family with the Ir- Irwin Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership in Troy, Ohio was there as well. Uh, Kathy, Ronnie, Matt, Julia, Braden, Erwin, thank you for being there. It was awesome to see you all. And I thank you for listening to the show and and being there. It was an awesome event. I was very glad to see you all. Just want to give a quick shout out to them with uh, Neil Peterson as well. If you haven't heard my interview with him already, you cannot find it on YouTube, but you can find it pretty much anywhere else. Wherever you get your podcast, listen to that as well. It's about a couple weeks old now. But YouTube took it down, YouTube striked it. You can no longer find it on the platform. So Aaron Hawley, the wife of Josh Hawley, is the lawyer who was able to create a convincing enough decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This is from Axios. Um, The the piece is from Sophia Kai. When Senator Josh Hawley hailed the end of Roe v. Wade, he was also celebrating a victory for his wife, a lawyer who helped shape the arguments in the Mississippi case that became the vehicle for the ruling. A senior counsel to appellate team at Christian Legal Advisory Group Alliance Defending Freedom, Aaron Morrill Hawley helped the state of Mississippi draft merits and reply briefs for Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. I'm so pleased that the 6-3 three, three decision, she told Axios, the Supreme Court has taken the shackles of Roe off of states. Holly, 42, is a key player in her husband's political career, and she'll continue to be personally involved in the conservative's efforts to ban abortion state by state. The couple launched a podcast together last year. Both gave keynote addresses in February at a state GOP dinner in which her role in the litigation was highlighted, as the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported. So if you are Donald Trump, if you are Ron DeSantis or any possible Republican contender for governor, or I'm sorry, not governor, for president in America, and you are seeing this and you're seeing this woman, Erin Hawley, a conservative firebrand who helped overturn Roe v. Wade as a lawyer. She's a young woman, obviously. She's not... Clarence Thomas's age. She's not Sonia Sotomayor's age, I don't think, either. You look at this and you say, you know what? When I become president, you come out on a speech. If you're running for president um, in 2023 and 2024, you're going to declare soon. You're going to say, if I become president, Aaron Hawley will be the next justice of the United States Supreme Court. Without her work as a lawyer, Without her work and constitutional law, Roe v. Wade would still be the law of the land. fifty seven GFP seven five seven four six seven five six seven four seven is our phone number. Call and leave a message. Aaron Hawley is the voice in the future of conservative law that we need. Of constitutional law that we need. Of pro life pro Liberty law that we need so I I appreciate her work I appreciate Senator Hawley's work in the Senate he's one of the the most conservative senators one of the best senators that we have the couple together is just a a massive massive W for conservatism for the state of Ohio and not the state of Ohio but for for the nation I always think I always think too small term I always think that I I think of Ohio, I think of my state, my great state, even though maybe if you watch the presentation I saw in Troy last uh, Saturday, you might not think it's very great, but the great state of Ohio, I always think too small term, but really a lot of these things affect the nation, especially with Aaron Hawley, with Josh Hawley, and the fact that the governor of Ohio has not called a special session, the Senate president, the House president have not called on, or the House speaker, I'm sorry, have not called on a special session to overturn Abortion completely and to ban abortion completely. The fact that it hasn't happened yet is a disgrace to the Republican Party and a disgrace to the state of Ohio. We need to ban abortion. Completely. When we return, we have some interesting stories from Hollywood. Hollywood and the, um, the, the music culture with Green Day. Some more Supreme Court news. Some more news about Roe v. Wade. Some... I want to talk about Clarence Thomas's dissent. You'll you'll, you'll know why here in a minute. Or not his dissent, I'm sorry. His concurrence opinion here in just a minute. When we return here on the Conservative Crusader after these messages. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Make sure if you are listening and you don't already follow me on social media for some odd reason, make sure you follow me on there. My Twitter and Instagram, my two main platforms are at GOP Josh and the number 20 after the username. Facebook, Gab, Getter, Telegram, Parlor, and Truth Social are all GOP Josh. My rumble is, should be, Rumble.com slash GOP Josh. Let me make sure that really quickly. Rumble.com slash GOP Josh for my interviews available on there. Rumble.com slash GOP Josh. So we have a musician here in the United States. And if you know anything about Green Day, they, are, they don't stay away from politics. They're a very political band. They talk about their political beliefs. in their star... Which I'm not an avid um, Green Day fan. I'm not an avid music fan. I don't. I, I don't listen to a lot of music. Most of the, what I listen to is talk radio. But I don't listen to a lot of Green Day. I, I don't. I, I know the one song, the "Don't Wanna Be an American Idiot." That, that's the only song I really know from them. But I know they're very political. I mean, that song goes like, "One Nation controlled by the media." I don't know that much about it. Of it, of just from what I've heard on on Instagram Reels, but. The star of Green Day, Billy Joel Armstrong, proclaimed F America and claimed he was renouncing his citizenship in wake of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn federal abortion protections. Armstrong, 50, made the declaration during a Friday night concert in London telling the audience there's too much effing stupid in the world. He told the crowd he was going to move to the UK. I want to say something really quick. Uh, um... He's moving to the U.K., Uh, U.K. abortion laws. The abortion laws in the state of the United Kingdom is only abortion in England, Scotland, and Wales is allowed if there is risk to the life of the pregnant woman, preventing grave permanent injury to her physical or mental health, risk of injury to the physical or mental health of the pregnant woman or any existing children in her family, up to a term limit of 24 weeks, or if the child was born would suffer from physical or mental abnormalities as to be seriously handicapped. Abortion is only permitted in Northern Ireland in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. So if you are are a liberal living in California as Billy Joe... Armstrong does, and you look at countries with abortion laws, you would like to stay in the United States. California has absolutely no restriction on abortion. I think you can abort your child up to the day of birth, if you would want to do that for some sick, cruel reason. But he is leaving to go to the United Kingdom, where abortion is only legal in certain countries of the United Kingdom. the, the I don't know that much about the United Kingdom. I could care less, to be honest. But I know it's kind of set up with, with like, states. Like, the different countries are different states of the Union. But the Abortion Act of 1967 in Great Britain legalizes abortions on certain grounds. It doesn't really say until when. I don't know if it's legal completely, but that's in, that's for certain grounds, right? Just like in, in America, in certain states, under certain grounds. But there are stricter abortion laws in the United Kingdom than there are in his home state of California. There are more abortion laws, I'm going to say that again, there are more restrictive abortion laws in the United Kingdom than his home state of California. He's making a political point, but you know, I doubt he actually revokes his citizenship. I I doubt he actually removes his U.S. citizenship. You know why? Because ever since President Trump went down that golden escalator in 2015, the left said, I'm moving to California. I'm, I'm moving to, to to Canada, I'm sorry. I'm moving to the United Kingdom. I'm moving to France. I'm moving to all of these countries and in, in, in the other parts of the world, in the East. I'm not staying in the United States because I hate Trump and I hate what he's going to do to this country. If he wins, I'm leaving. They haven't left yet. And I doubt that Billy Joel... Billy Joe um, Armstrong is going to lead the way for abortion supporters to leave the country. Because if you want abortion, you're not going to leave the country. You're just going to go to a different state, as it should be. Anything not outlined in the Constitution is a state issue, as it should be. And that's what the Supreme Court did on Friday. And a lot of the left, the people on the left, AOC, uh, Ilhan Omar... Nancy Pelosi probably, Maxine Waters have all advocated for expanding the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court is too radical. The Supreme Court doesn't support life, doesn't support liberty. I'm sorry, it does support life, but it doesn't support liberty. So we need to expand the the, the Supreme Court so there's not a super majority of Republicans. President Joe Biden does not support increasing the number of justices on the Supreme Court despite last week's decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked whether Biden has turned his focus to reforming the court in the aftermath of Friday's ruling that sent the abortion issue back to the states to regulate. Uh, I know I've been asked, I've been asked, I was asked this question Friday, yesterday it was, and I've been asked it before, and I think the president himself about doing, about expanding the court. Uh, Jean-Pierre told presidents during a, Told reporters during a press gaggle Saturday on Air Force One, that is not something the president th- that is something the president does not agree with. That is something he does not want to do. The court has lost its legitimacy, Elizabeth Warren said on ABC News this week. They have burned whatever legitimacy they ha- may have had, still had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after the union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with their roe v. Wade opinion. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court. And that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. Where does it end? Where where, where does it end? This, this side that is pro-democracy, pro-people making their own decisions, pro-personal freedom, supposedly, pro-voting, are wanting to add more people to a non-voted-for board that can strike down any law and can strike down any supposed human right. As long as it's not in the Constitution, as long as it's it's not violating the Constitution, it stays. But if it's violating the, violating the Constitution, overstepping the Constitution, they can strike it down. If it's not an amendment to the Constitution, right? You, you all know how the court works. So the side that is advocating for personal choice, advocating for Personal choice in the in the sake of abortion, advocating for voting rights and, and direct democracy in the United States, wants to add more people to a board that will decide pretty much any law, will decide any case, because they can't win state legislatures. When you have so so the way state legislatures are set up, obviously you know this is is districting. Based on geographical location, your district is based on ge- ge- uh, geographical location. Well, in many states, including the home state, my home state of Ohio, there are restrictions on where you can draw the lines. You like in, for um for federal redistricting for congressional people. I'm pretty sure you can only split a county twice, so you really can't do that much in Franklin County to draw more Democratic districts. You can't split the Democratic congestion of, of East Columbus that much. Like you can't split Cleveland that much because it's all in Cuyahoga County. You It's the same for state legislator races. So they're, they they cannot win state legislatures because the majority of Democratic voters are compiled in one area, are compiled in one district, compiled in, in one fraction of the state leadership. They may win the popular vote, but they don't win districts because that's how America was founded was based on districts. We are a district country. Our decisions are made by, by by the districts. So because they can't win the state legislature races, because they cannot win the congressional races, because they can't win anything but the popular vote governorship, they want this to be made by the by the unelected Supreme Court because all they have is the unelected supreme court and they don't even have that anymore but that's all they had to do their policy without voting to do their policy without people deciding what goes on and what happens it's all they have it's all they want because they can't win they they cannot win state legislature races they can win very few they can win Like in Ohio, they can win Columbus, they can win Cleveland, they might be able to win Cincinnati, maybe Youngstown, maybe Yellow Springs. But outside of that, most of the other counties, Miami that I was at, uh, Clark County, Pickaway, are all very Republican counties. Rural Ohioans and rural Americans are more likely to vote Republican. And that's why... They can't win, and that's why they think it should be up to the court to decide pretty much anything, and that's why they want to expand the court, so it's up to a liberal court, a legislate from the bench court, to decide rights, to decide made-up rights, I should say, to decide these decisions. It's all they have is, is is a liberal Supreme Court. It's all they wish they had. They don't even have that, because the majority of America is conservative. Sorry to say it, liberals, nothing you can do. We are a conservative country. We are a Christian nation. And that's not a bad thing. So I do want to throw out one thing here with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled, I'm sorry, clarified how district courts should assess prisoners' requests for reduced sentences under the First Step Act Act. SCOTUS rules that the district courts may consider new developments such as evidence of a prisoner's rehabilitation, pardon me, or intervening changes in the law. And that the Supreme Court sides with two doctors who challenged their convictions for unlawfully prescribing opioids. The doctors said they had good faith belief that they were prescribing for legitimate medical purposes. The government argued for an objective and not subjective At standard. The vote was 9-0. and oh. That's our Supreme Court update for now. I'm not sure if it's the last opinion of the day. If it's not, I'll bring them for you here as they happen. I don't know a lot about most of the decisions, but it is the last opinion of the day. Okay, so those were the opinions of the day, the ones that I read off earlier. We have, I think it's four opinions left this term. When we return, we're going to talk about um, Clarence Thomas's dissent, or not his dissent, his concurring opinion. I'm sorry, I get those two confused. Where he concurs, but he adds on. And what he adds on is great. And it's truly proof that the Supreme Court is no longer legislating from the bench and is looking at the Constitution objectively and not with their own partisan eye. Fifty seven GOP Josh seven, leave your message. Five seven four six seven five six seven four seven text. Leave a voicemail at that number. We'll be right back after this. Here on the Red Feature Radio Network, Conservative Crusaders. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. So if you know an answer to this question, please use the number I gave you before. 57 gop josh 574 675 6747 and call in. And tell me which... Amendment to the Constitution, which article clause of the Constitution states that marriage is up for the national government to decide? That the, the, the federal judiciary should decide gay marriage. Straight marriage, same-sex marriage, whatever you want to call it, whatever kind of marriage you want to say, and they should decide whether or not every state issues those marriage certificates. You can also email if you feel more comfortable, josh at gopjosh.com. Tell me which state says that. Justice Clarence Thomas argued in a concurring opinion released on Friday that the Supreme Court should reconsider its past rulings on codifying marriage on codifying rights to contraceptive access, same-sex marriage, and same-sex relationships. This sweeping suggestion from the current court's longest-serving justice came in the concurring opinion he authored in response to the court's ruling revoking the constitutional right to abortion, also released on Friday. In his concurring opinion, Thomas, a president, an appointee of President George H.W. Bush, wrote that justices should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell. Uh, and, uh, referring to three cases having to do with Americans' fundamental privacy, due process, and equal protection rights. Since May, when Politico published an initial draft of majority opinion of the court's decision on Friday to strike down Roe v. Wade, Democratic politicians have repeatedly warned that such ruling would lead to the reversal of other landmark privacy cases. If the rationale of the decision were released, as released were to be sustained, a whole range of rights are in the question, a whole range of rights, President Joe Biden said of the draft opinion at the time, this is from Politico, by the way, in the idea that we're letting the states make those decisions, that localities make those decisions, will be a fundamental shift in what we've done. The court's liberal re- uh, wing echoed those concerns in a dissenting opinion release on Friday, writing that no one should be confident that the f- majority is done with its work. So we have here a justice, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who is saying maybe we should look at certain cases. That's not bad. Maybe we should look at certain rulings made by the court that maybe weren't the most constitutional. Maybe we're just going out on a limb, assuming this is what the founders meant, and and re-looking at it, and re-analyzing it. One of those cases, which made the left even more upset than they were before, is the case that yesterday, seven years ago, legalized same-sex marriage nationwide legalized gay marriage nationwide. And I'm saying, and in my personal opinion is maybe the Constitution doesn't outline that. Maybe the Constitution doesn't say, well, you know, um, um, the, George Washington and the other authors of the Constitution, Thomas Jefferson isn't sitting there going with a pen or a quill or whatever it was called, the, the feather, saying, you know, we think two men and two women should be able to get married if they would like. Show me in the Constitution where it says, we say that one man and one woman should be able to get married if they'd like. Or one woman and one man, or however you want to word it, can get married if they like. There is no constitutional basis for creating a federal ruling on same-sex marriage. There is no federal basis for a ruling on contraceptives, on same-sex relationships. These rulings, Roe, Griswold, Lawrence, um, Obergefell, are all parts of the same constitutional fabric, protecting autonomous decision-making over the most personal life decisions. I agree with the liberal court. They are all part of the same constitutional fabric. If that fabric was actually part of the Constitution, it would be a different story. But there is no constitutional rights outlawing or outlining Roe, outlining Griswold, outlining Lawrence, outlining Obergefell. There is no constitutional basis. So maybe The court should reconsider, should look at these cases, have a case brought up and look and see, is this really the most constitutional thing that was done by the Supreme Court? Am I saying is this is this homophobic to say no? Is this anti-gay to say no? It's just looking at the constitutional uh, constitutionality of this. Pro-choice constitutional lawyers Should have been able to look at the Constitution and say, you know, well, maybe, you know, this isn't the most constitutional decision. If they put their own politics aside and looked at the Constitution. So I applaud Justice Thomas, who is the best justice, at least in modern American history, on the Supreme Court. I applaud him for making this decision. I applaud him for... Stating this in his concurring opinion, and I applaud him for voting to overturn Roe v. Wade and possibly going even further, as needed, as it is necessary. So the left is absolutely deranged, and I'm going to kind of change topics here, but the protest we've seen after this ruling is insane. They're, they're, They're crazy. I don't know what Supreme Court justice is inside of these cities saying, you know, we need to uh, change our decision because these leftists are going on an intercourse strike. These leftists are are, are holding signs in the street. We need to change our decision because of this, folks, because a, a small fringe minority of the United States disagrees with this decision. But Rudy Giuliani faced the faced the wrath, so to speak, of one of these protesters when a worker of a right Aid slapped Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani said he just got out of the men's room at the store on Veterans Road and was being greeted by a bunch of supporters when he was suddenly hit from behind. An incident caught on surveillance footage obtained by the New York Post, who this story is from. All of a sudden, I feel this bang on my back. I don't know if they helped me not fall down, but I just about fell down, but I didn't. I feel this tremendous pain in my back, and I'm thinking, what the? I didn't even know what it was. All of a sudden, I hear this guy saying, you're an effing scumbag. and Then he moves away, so no one can grab him. And he says, you're one of the people that's going to kill women. You're going to kill women. Giuliani said, quoting the suspect who now faces assault charges... You and your bleeping friend are going to kill women. And he starts yelling out all kinds of just curses. And every once in a while, he puts in that woman thing. You guys think you're saving babies, but you're going to kill women. The worker continued to rage, according to Giuliani, also a lawyer, of former president, Donald Trump. The incident occurred two days after the U.S. Supreme Court reversed the 1973 Roe v. Wade abortion ruling. The Supreme Court made a decision. Giuliani said you don't go around attacking people because of it. I mean, go get it changed. New York is not going to change. New York is not going to be a state that is going to ban abortion. Even if Rudy Giuliani's son wins, even if he wins this governorship, somehow on on a very small chance, he's not going to be able to take a pen and sign into law an abortion ban. Because the Democrats, the the majority Democrats in the New York state legislature will not let an abortion ban pass. So this person went through and and assaulted a great American, Rudy Giuliani, for no reason. Went through and just absolutely used their violence, their violence is all they have, to go against someone they they disagree with. To, To go and attack someone they disagree with. That's all they used it for. That's all they have. Personal attacks, personal assault is all they have. And, you know, something that really gets me upset about this ruling, and we're going to move on from this ruling very soon, is that people are saying, what about the rape victims? What about the incest victims? What about the life of the mother when it's only about 0.9%? 9, not 9, but 0.9% of cases are due to that. But even if it was more than that, The majority of abortions either way are because women don't have the personal, or I should say birthing people to be more inclusive, don't have the personal accountability to carry a pregnancy to term. Don't have the personal accountability. They had enough accountability to do the action to to, to have a baby. but They don't have the personal accountability to, to carry it nine months. And if your side is using rape victims Using victims of crises of incest to get your point across. Maybe your point just isn't strong enough. And when, when you attack that point, when you attack the, the rape and incest point, they said, well, that's because you're an incel and, and we're not going to let you have intercourse with us. Okay, I, I don't care. Th- that's all you have. Ab- the anti-aborts are on the right side of history. Life wins in America. Well, life should win. We have a story about that. About transgender youth, about youth that think they are transgender. We have Biden's gun safety law, we have Glaine Maxwell, I have a story about her, and we have more than 1 million voters switching parties. Guess which side they're switching to. When we return here on the Conservative Crusader right after this here on the Red Feature Radio Network, stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. In a new study from the University of California Los Angeles Law School, the number of young people, young Americans, identifying as transgender have almost doubled with citizens aged 13 to 25 accounting to a disproportionate number of that population according to a new study. The University of California Los Angeles Law School Williams Institute conducted a study based on Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC data showing a massive generational shift in those identifying as the opposite gender to which they are born. Only 0.5% of all adults identify as transgender, according to the data, 1.4% of 13 to 17-year-olds identify as transgender, as well as 1.3% of 18 to 24-year-olds. Furthermore, while young teenagers represent about 7.6% of the total U.S. population, they also make up about 18% of the transgender-identifying youth. Um, Similarly, The 18 to 24-year-old age cohort make up about 11% of the total U.S. population, but represents 24% of the total population identifying as transgender. That sits in stark contrast to the previous iteration of the study published in 2017, which found only 0.7% of both young adults in age group identifying as transgender, showing transgenderism nearly doubling in in commonality in just a few years. It's not a indoctrination thing, right? It's not a school thing. It's not a learnt behavior. Transgenderism is not right? That's what they say. Why has the rate of transgender youth gone up so much in such a, a short period of time? Why has the opinion, that you can change your gender if you somehow choose, why has that gone up so much over such a short period of time? Because people are being indoctrinated in the schools. That's why it's the youth. If you go to a public school today, and let's say you graduated in 1990, just for, for, for example, it would be utterly unrecognizable pink hair, dog collars, dog leashes. I've seen a leash too. Um, the, The litter boxes in the bathrooms for the people who identify as cats. It's unrecognizable. And it's more like a zoo than it is a schoolhouse. Because these kids are learning that it's okay to pretend to be something you're not. It's okay to pretend that abortion is a good thing. It's okay to pretend that you can be a cat if you want to be a cat. That you can pretend to be a furry animal if you want to be. You can pretend to be a woman if you're a man. You can pretend to be a boy if you're a girl. That is the side that is indoctrinating our children that is the side that is teaching their children to say well if you're not bisexual if you're not gay if you're not transgender if you're not pan if you're not what what are the different ones um asexual then you're not cool you you can't just be a normal straight person you you can't be a a normal person who who likes the opposite gender you can't do that no because you're prejudiced you're prejudiced and you're anti-gay and they are indoctrinated by not, not, not only their teachers but their own classmates into believing they are not who they think they are they're not who they really are i should say to, to think that they are someone they are not and biden the president has signed a gun safety bill until we we're changing the subject here This law is overreach. Have you ever heard of due process? I'm sure you have, because you listen to this program. You are a conservative. You're a smart person, and you listen to this program. But due process is trampled, completely trampled, when this law is signed into effect. When red when red flag laws are implemented. This isn't going to save lives. This isn't going to help anyone. This isn't going to stop anything. All it is, is putting more political logs on the fire for the Democratic Party. Glaine Maxwell is put on suicide watch. Yeah, ahead of her sentencing, she is on suicide watch. Jailed former socialite Glaine Maxwell has been placed on suicide watch despite not being suicidal. According to her lawyers, who said they would have moved to postpone her sentencing for sex trafficking if she remained in isolation. Ms. Maxwell was abruptly removed from general population and returned to solidarity confinement. On Friday, attorney Bobby Sternheim wrote in a letter on Saturday to Judge Allison Nathan. She had been denied access to legal documents and time to meet with lawyers and this has prevented her from preparing for sentencing, which is set for Tuesday. Maxwell was convicted of New York federal abuse for helping the late financier Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse girls was placed on Suicide Watch without a psychological evaluation, quote, and without justification, unquote, Sternheim said. A psychologist evaluated the 60-year-old on Saturday and determined that she is not suicidal. She said if she is remained in Suicide Watch, her lawyers will postpone her sentencing. The Oxford-educated daughter of the late British baron Robert Maxwell was convicted late last year of five of six sex abuse counts, most serious thing, serious for sex trafficking minors, and our sentence could amount to an effective life term behind bars. So we have Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself, by the way. His accomplice, Glaine Maxwell, being kept behind bars in solidarity solidarity confinement because she is supposedly suicidal and she isn't. What do the Clintons, Clintons have up their sleeve? What does Hillary? And Bill Chelsea have up their sleeve. And what dirt does Glaine Maxwell have on the left, have on the Democratic Party, that they're so afraid of her? That she is being put in solidarity confinement or uh, solitary confinement, I'm sorry, because. She is possibly suicidal with no evidence leading in that fact. If something happens to glaine Maxwell, if she is unalived, I don't believe it was suicide. Just like um, McAfee was not suicide. Just like Jeffrey Epstein was not suicide. glaine Maxwell did not kill herself. And I'll end that off with that. Two-thirds of voters who switched political parties last year shifted their party to the Republican Party. A political shift is beginning to take hold across the U.S. as tens of thousands of suburban swing voters who helped fuel the Democratic Party's gains in recent years are becoming Republican. According to more than one million voters across 43 states have switched to the Republican Party over the last year, according to voter registration data analyzed by the Associated Press. The previously unreported number reflects a phenomenon that is playing out in virtually every region of the of the country, D- Democratic and Republican states, along with cities and small towns in the period since President Joe Biden replaced former President Donald Trump. But nowhere is the shift more pronounced than in the suburbs, where well-educated swing voters who turned against Trump's Republican Party in recent years appear to be swinging back. Over the last year, former people are switching to the GO- GOP across suburban counties from Denver to Atlanta and Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Republicans also gained ground in counties uh, around medium-sized cities such as Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Raleigh, North Carolina, Augusta, Georgia, and Des Moines, Iowa. The Republican Party is the future. And I'm not a staunch partisan Republican. I'm not staunch supporting every Republican put put ahead of me, put in front of me. But I am GOP Josh because the Republican Party is the only mainstream political party with any chance of saving this country. And I'm glad that they are picking up steam and they are going to truly win in the future. One million voters. And 43 states are switching to the Republican Party. That determines, this is just a small trend, right? This is just a a, a small minority of the of the electorate. But if these, all a hundred of these, or all a million, I'm sorry, if these people come out and vote, we will have an even better chance in the midterms to succeed. So get out and vote. And if you're in Ohio, for our Ohio segment today, not a lot to get to. Besides, there is a primary on August 3rd. You have to. To vote. Get educated. Check out your sample ballot on your county's board of election website and vote on August 3rd, even if you have a uncontested ballot. They're only expecting a 3% turnout. Get out and vote. Educate yourself. Decide who is the best candidate to represent you on the state central committee as well as in the state house and the state senate. Get educated. Do your job, your civic duty, and vote. My name is J.P. Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. A little something really quickly before we head off for the day. um, I might be starting an actual job soon. I might be not being able to be home all day, every day, pretty much, doing the the show here on on the network, here on the Conservative Crusader, on the Red Feature Radio Network. So if that happens, my plan right now will be to... Um do a show Monday evenings at 7 pm or Monday mornings at 11 a.m. one of the two and then do a show at 7 p.m on Thursday. Two shows a week so I get back in my normal schedule and then hopefully be able to do one day a show every day, but it will be later in the evening. It won't be the morning broadcast that we have now. We're gonna have to adjust our schedule, but we will be trying to, do as many shows as we can because I, I love bringing information. I love bringing the voice of the people to you, the voice of the future, the conservative crusader here on the red future radio network. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the conservative crusader. Thank you for tuning in here on the red future radio network. Hopefully tomorrow with a brand new episode here on the red future radio network. Like I said, my name is J.P. Josh. Stay tuned. You're listening to the conservative crusader.